This is the AdLib Music Podcast. Have you been looking for someone to walk alongside you in your worship leadership journey? We love worship leaders. AdLib Music is an organization of worship coaches that is deeply committed to eradicate isolation and burnout so that you bear much fruit. Part of our mission is to give you resources, and this is the worship fertilizer from AdLib Music. So I was leading worship, and I felt like the congregation could just take it or leave it. I mean, several people were deeply connecting with God, but I couldn't shake this feeling that the, that the, the American consumerism had just taken hold. Uh, one woman stood there singing pleasantly, holding her cup of coffee. And that's pretty common. I mean, I've done it myself. And I'm not judging folks. I don't know what's going on in their hearts. Like, I really don't. When people are having an encounter, you can tell. Like, I know how to read body language. It's not that difficult. Now, I get to lead worship in 10 to 20 different churches a year, so I see a pretty broad spectrum. And a fully engaged congregation is, well, it's a refreshing experience every now and then. But look, this just felt different, starker. I felt caught off guard. But you know what to do? So... I was processing this experience with one of our overseers, and he said very plainly, disciple them in worship. That's, the re- that's, that's what you need to do, disciple them in worship. See, you know, I was serving at a historically, uh, I'll call it an obviously worshiping church, demonstrative church, but we had had lots of transition. Uh, and there were lots of new folks that had come in. So it was time to start sprinkling some teaching into, into our leading. Now, I'm certainly not complaining because, look, it's our job as worship leaders to discipline our congregations in worship. If they aren't learning to be a worshiping congregation, it is our fault. I think that's true. It's our job. If they're not learning to be a worshiping congregation, like they, they might not be, and that's okay. But if they're not learning to be a worshiping congregation, it is our fault. So here are the four things that I'm suggesting as a response when you're having that kind of experience and the people just don't seem to really care about what you're doing. So number one is be a worshiper in your private life. Number two, see it as your role to disciple others in worship. Number three, don't settle for typical Sunday morning. And number four, show up prepared. So let me break those down just a little bit for for us. So the first one, be a worshiper in your private life. Now you can get the full story in a, a fertilizer that I I'll, I'll link to it's number 216 um, that I talk about this in more in depth, but nothing has a greater impact on your effectiveness as a worship leader as much as the health of your own worshiping life. Nothing. Number two, see it as your role to disciple others in worship. So you're not a filler, a warmer upper, an entertainer, a rallier, a singer. I mean, if anything, you're a trainer, a discipler. But This isn't an add-on to your identity. It's not just another hat that you have to wear. This is your core role. You must see everything you're doing through this lens. Number three, don't settle for typical Sunday morning, and I, I can put air quotes around that. Listen, don't settle for engagement when you can have encounter. Actually meeting with God allows him to transform us with his gospel, with his spirit. And that's our main goal for the gathering. 
No ear tickling, please, like Timothy, 2 Timothy 4.3 says. So don't settle for typical. And number four, show up prepared. So you've planned your songs, but did you plan your bombs? What kind of bombs are you talking about, Dave? Well, Dan Will explains um, in his worship bombs, uh, and I'll have a link to that down below. Um, that, that'll keep you from sermonizing. Uh, I, I spend lots of time on Saturday evenings and early Sunday mornings just thinking about what am I going to say to help the congregation get it? How am I going to activate them? What scripture will I read? How will I say things so they, they stay off of autopilot? Or what will I bring that actually disciples them in their worshiping life by experience and by understanding? How can I cooperate with the Holy Spirit and be in alignment with what the Father is doing? Those are questions I'm asking myself as I prepare so I can show up prepared. So declare the worship of the Lord, lead your congregation to actually meet with God like Psalm 42.2 says, and reignite your passion to disciple your congregation in worship. We'll talk more deeply about this in just a moment. Maybe you're asking yourself, is having a worship coach realistic for me? Well, working with an ad-lib coach is a super simple four-step process. Number one, schedule a free 30-minute coaching call by going to adlibmusic.com slash contact. Number two, create a coaching plan with your coach's help. Number three, agree to the plan and get started. Number four, breathe, thrive, grow, and smile. It sounds simple and relational, doesn't it? Well, that's because it is. There are great video courses and conferences that we love, but we take a much more relational approach. That's why we start with a phone call, because it allows us to get to know you and help create a customized coaching plan that fits your needs and budget. So go to adlibmusic.com contact and set up your free 30-minute coaching session today. Thanks for sticking around. Listen, those moments are really disconcerting. They can be really depressing sometimes. They can be angering, you know, like I, I can get into my righteous, you know, justice mode where I'm I'm wanting to say, you know, I'm wanting to shout, you know, turn over some tables. I'm like, look, this is this is not okay. We're here for something really special and really meaningful and really, really holy. And you guys look like you're watching a movie or standing up to, I don't know what. Like, I just, you're not into it. You're not, you're not, you're not getting this moment. <laughs> I, I think if you've led a worship for very long, you've had moments like that. You know, I, I take the, my advice from my college professor, choir director, that said, you know, there are no bad choirs. There are only bad choir directors, which just, you know, I always take to mean, hey, listen, it's on me to like, um, to lead well. It's on me to disciple. And so, first of all, I, you know, I don't know how many of, of us consider it to be our job, let alone okay, 
to disciple our congregations in worship. And for, you know, probably the, one of the reasons that, um, that we, as we're like the pastors don't expect us to do that is that we don't know that we're supposed to do that. It's like, my goodness. I mean, imagine like um, a missions leader in your church that has never left the country, um, that has never done any kind of mission work that can't help anybody move forward in their, in their calling to missions because they don't have any experience and they, don't, they, they think their job is just administrative. You know, you, your church will miss something, will lack something if, if that's the way that your missions director is. But if it's somebody who has been in the mission field, understands and knows what it's like and can walk with you and can you know, help, help you see, have better perspective and just grow your understanding, has studied the scripture, knows about missions, knows what, what's on God's heart to, to reach the lost and to help people. Like those are two very different things. And it, it's, it's interesting to me to think about you know, if you ask most pastors this question, um, are your worship leaders responsible to disciple the church in worship? And by worship, I'm, I'm thinking primarily in the, this gathered worship, the sung worship, the, the, the meeting with God in music that we're talking about, because I get the whole, like the whole service is worship, but and our whole lives are worship. But for this conversation, I'm talking about that, those times of connecting with the Lord, creating spaces where, where each of us can meet with God. Um, if you ask pastors, is this in your job description as a, as a worship leader? Is, is this in your, in your worship leader's job description? Whose job description is it to disciple the congregation in worship? And you know, your pastor might say, well, it's mine. And that would certainly be appropriate. Um, but why... Why would that role not be on worship leaders? Why? Like, do we know that? Do we, do we walk with that kind of a mantle, that kind of a, a, a desire and urging from God to, to really help people grow in their worshiping lives? Like, that, that should be a priority for us, for sure, I, I think. Um, and, you know, there, there are are good ways of doing that and unhelpful ways of doing that. Uh, we've all probably been or experienced the long-winded worship leader who thinks there should be preaching. And, you know, then they get a talking to from the elders or the pastor. Hey, listen, the pastor's supposed to be speaking, not you. Please don't say anything. And you, and you, you, you know, because of the, of the, of the immaturity of a leader, and who hasn't been trained properly, they get their legs cut off from under them. And just because they say too much, now they can't say anything. Oh, let the song do the talking. Okay, cool. Let's, let's let the song do the talking. Don't say anything. And when the pastor preaches, don't say anything, no commentary, just read the scripture. Is that the same thing? Kind of, huh? Kind of the same thing? Um, which is is ridiculous. I mean, on some level, it's like, oh, that would be refreshing, you know, just get up and read the word with, with authority and don't say anything about it, you know? Um, boy, that would change a lot of churches. Anyway, don't rabbit trail, Dave. Don't rabbit trail. Anyway, um, so, so we, but we don't want to sermonize. We don't want to talk and talk and talk and, and, and not be prepared. And that's, that's why I put 
you know, the, the, the things that I, you have to see it as your role. If, it's, if you don't see yourself in that role, then you won't do it. And you have to not just settle for what happens every week. Remember Ken Henry said, you know, I don't, I don't do regular meetings anymore. And like he says that every time he does it and, and he does his thing and he just, it's a, it's a fluid experience um, and it's wonderful. Just don't settle. Don't get locked in. You, you have to be sensitive to your church and, and, and understand the, the culture and the dynamics and the vision. So you don't want to try to make it something it's not. Um, but don't settle just for typical. Uh, and then the last thing is, is the, the, the preparation piece. That's your job. Show up ready, ready to work. And I, you know, I'll say it again. You planned your songs, but did you plan your bombs? Did you plan the moments of teaching? Did you plan the, the segues that are going to be helpful to people to, to nurture them and grow them in their understanding? So, so for example, if, you, if, if your only um, segue and setup for a song is, you know, isn't, is saying, you know, isn't God good? Isn't God good? And then you start singing the goodness of God. Like, that was really lame. Uh, that was really just really weak. And you know, I'm not. I'm not trying to be hard. Um, I mean, we've all done that kind of stuff, or said nothing. And saying nothing sometimes is okay. Uh, but how is it? How would it be different to say, you know? I might be experiencing the goodness of God in the ways that I can see it right now. And I might be completely missing how God is good. And, and God looks like he's not good or he's surely not good to me. But here's the reality. And we're going to affirm this as we sing this together. God is good by his nature. He just is. He can't change. He can't, he can't be any other way. And so as we sing this, depending on where your feelings are at, they might be uh, lagging behind. And that's okay. You might just be singing this kind of because you're wanting to believe it. But we're going to sing it together because it's true. And now we've seen the goodness of God. And suddenly I've taught them something about, about God. I've taught, them, I've taught them how to respond to moments. I've taught them how to, how to use a song when we're not feeling it. Uh, and that was, you know, what, 12, 15 seconds? I don't know. It was short. Not a big, long story. Uh, but that's, that's the deal. Like those are, those are kind of the things that we want to be prepared to, to, get, to do and to give our congregation because our job is to disciple our congregation in worship. So, go for it. You got it. You got it. All right, I'll talk to you guys next week. Music for this episode is brought to you by The Light, The Heat. Check them out on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and include one takeaway from this episode when you leave a review on iTunes. And if you send us a question to podcast at adlibmusic.com, we'll be sure to answer it in an upcoming episode. To find out how to grow personally, go to adlibmusic.com contact and schedule a free 30-minute coaching session today. You've got what it takes to lead like a champion. The Lord bless, protect, sustain, and guard you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you with favor and surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up his face upon you with divine approval and give you a peaceful heart and life.